Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Today I wanted to share with you um, that I've been thinking a lot about stuff lately. It began with thinking about engagement rings and diamonds. I had both an engagement ring and an eternity ring in my last marriage, and they were so beautiful. Oh, my God. I adored them both so much. There wasn't a day that I looked at them with anything but gratitude and awe, thinking how lucky was I to have these incredible pieces. More than being the symbol of the marriage or the love with my ex-husband, they felt to me like evidence of how far I'd come. I was just a small town girl from a working class family whose parents have had a pretty weird relationship with money their whole lives. So these rings were kind of the evidence that I'd made it. I was kind of wealthy and what a weird and wonderful feeling that was. And when there was really no option but for the marriage to end, I knew that I needed to downsize. We needed to split up our possessions and decide who would get what in the split. And as many of you already know, this can be such a confronting exercise, you know, trying to decide what means more to each of you, what you're willing to let go of or negotiate for another piece or what you brought into the relationship and want to keep, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's not easy at all. And actually, I think I have quite a healthy relationship with stuff. Um, I can't even count how many times since I left home at 17 that I have moved house. If I'm if I'm right, and I might not be, uh, I believe I've moved home at least six times since my youngest was born 10 years ago. So that's six different homes that I can distinctly remember, but maybe there was more. I might have missed one in there. So I think I've become quite good at holding on to things that mean something to me and letting go of possessions and stuff that doesn't mean so much. I don't find it difficult to declutter and throw things away or find new homes for things. Even though I have a lot of stuff, I don't find it challenging to refresh or pass things along. Um, I didn't even find it very difficult to be generous with my ex when we were dividing our things. Um, I felt that there was an opportunity for the things that he loved to have a beautiful home with him instead of with me. That doesn't mean that I haven't grieved some of those possessions, though. When I first, like when I left my first marriage, I could literally only carry two suitcases with me. I left with only what I could physically carry. I took the most practical, urgent things like work clothes and key paperwork and I always thought I'd go back for what was sentimental um I thought I'd go back for the photo album of childhood photos that my mum lovingly put together 
and brought to England from Australia to share with my then husband. Or the antique Tunisian birdcage that I'd really nervously bid on at an auction in the countryside in England while we were together. But no, no, he dumped the photo album in the canal in a fit of rage and likely destroyed my birdcage in the same way. I'll never see these things again. I can't share those photos with my children or reminisce over them with my mum. They're gone. And I'll never not be sad about that. They are irreplaceable. So, yes, there is a sadness and pain and grief in having to let go of possessions. It's not just stuff. They're stories and experiences and representations of a different time. So downsizing or right-sizing or letting go of possessions, even just decluttering, it it can bring anxiety. And I did cover some of this in my discussion with Jenny file in podcast episode two. So she's a declutter coach. We talked about some of the challenges of decluttering and some of the ways to make that a little bit easier. But one other way of reframing how you feel about letting go of your things is to think of this as freeing up some energy and space to bring something new into your life. Allowing your ex to keep a piece of artwork that you've both loved may actually free up some space for you to one day buy a piece that doesn't have emotional baggage with it, something that you love simply for yourself. So for the record, I thoroughly recommend getting a new bed. Just don't take that energy with you into the new stage of your beautiful life. Just get a new mattress, (laughs) at the very least. Get rid of that (laughs) or leave it. Leave it with your ex. Um. There isn't, um, so just thinking through, that was my first marriage. There isn't too much stuff that I've actually had to grieve from my second marriage, really. There was um, the car. And I don't even know that it was the thing itself. As much as I had loved that car, and every time I drove it, it wasn't even something special. It was just a Subaru Forester. But every time I drove it, I would kind of pat <laughs> pat the um the driving, the the steering wheel, say, oh, God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I love you, CB. <laughs> so, yeah, the car is, is sad because, you know, he stole the car while I was away on a work trip and he sold it without my permission, even though I'd been paying all of the expenses on it in the year since we'd broken up. So there's some hurt in the way that came about as well as, you know, just the grieving of the item itself that I had loved. And the second thing that I carry some grief around really is some artwork. There was a couple of pieces, one piece in particular that I remember we bought on a holiday together and, you know, we'd ummed and art about it and we chose to invest in this particular piece and I loved it, was more than happy for him to keep it when we broke up. Um, but what grieves me is that i believe it's been abandoned somewhere along the way. So not knowing for sure where it is or what's happened to it kind of breaks my heart because I'd like it to be on one of my walls, but I'm choosing to believe that it has somehow found its way into someone's home who loves it and is does appreciate it. And that does make me feel a little bit better, even if I don't know if that was true. So I'm just going to assume moving forward that that is the case. 
and that it's living happily ever after. <laughs> um, and then there's the diamonds, my gorgeous. I've made it diamonds. And I'm, you know, I've been absolutely gutted about what's happened with those diamonds. As much as it really hurt me at the time, I felt I had no option and I sold the engagement ring simply to keep the kids and I afloat in our most like most challenging times. Um, more than I'm going to go into that story about why did I have to sell my engagement ring? Um, it was more than a year after leaving the marriage, I learned that my ex had not been paying the mortgage on an investment property and the bank wanted to put the house up for sale at a mortgagee auction at the bottom of the market. So we not only would we have owed the money on the mortgage, but we wouldn't have made the value back on the house to be able to pay the mortgage off. This is a whole other story, and I've shared this in a podcast episode with Julie Crockett of her investment property podcast, and I'll link the episode in these show notes. So if you're interested in that story, like how did I get out of hundreds of euro debt, <laughs> it's a story in itself. So I'll, I'll link to that. You're welcome to listen to it. But anyway, I needed to work with the bank to promise them a minimum mortgage payment every month so that they would not sell the house until the divorce was final. So this created a new expense for me, right? On top of, obviously, I was paying an increased rent because I'm no longer sharing that with somebody else and the bills that I needed to cover. I was a single mom. So my expenses had increased. And now on top of that, I have an, a new mortgage to pay that I hadn't anticipated. So I'm struggling to make that work, but I'm making it work somehow. And then another six months or so after that, I received some mails from our children's school chasing the school fees for the next year. So initially I ignored them because they were in copy to myself. They were sent to my ex and they were in copy to myself. And my ex's employer was always covering the fees for the school. So I assumed it would be settled and I didn't need to get involved. So I just kind of saw the emails and, and let them be. Just for context, anyone who doesn't know um, a bit of my background, we were in Singapore at this time. So we were both expatriated. We were living in Singapore and we had two children of the marriage also living in Singapore. So eventually the school let me know that the employer had let them know that they were no longer going to pay the fees. So if I wasn't going to pay, the children would have to leave the school. Or if my ex or myself, if one of us wasn't going to have to pay, the children would have to leave the school. Not get kicked out exactly, just not be enrolled for the following year. And look, there was no time to let the court decide about who was responsible for paying the schooling because we needed to decide within a week or two to make the enrollment time for the next year. So with the new mortgage costs that I already had to pay and hadn't anticipated, I had no option but to say we would have to enroll them somewhere else. I, I, international schooling in Singapore is obscenely expensive. So at this point, I learned through the school again that my son couldn't even complete those final few weeks of the term because his dependence pass was cancelled. So our son's right to reside in Singapore was connected to the employment pass of my ex-husband, which had been cancelled. So this was how I had learned that my ex had lost his job. And so he's lost his job. 
my son can no longer go to school. The, the children's schooling is no longer being paid for. My ex wouldn't have a conversation with me about this. I reached out. He, he wouldn't tell me what was going on, not about the school and not about anything else. And I mentioned that international schooling is obscenely expensive, and it, it really is. There's also no option for expats to go to local schools. So unless you become uh, a resident, like a permanent resident of Singapore, your children have to go to international school. They can't go to local school. So here I am paying the additional mortgage payment, new school fees for two children when previously I wasn't paying anything at all. And obviously, maybe not obviously, but and my ex stopped paying child support altogether. So my income's reduced, my expenses have gone up and up and up, like unrecognizably um, increased. So I had really no option but to minimize all of our expenses as much as humanly possible. And it still just wasn't enough. You know, there's no way I could stretch it to work. So so I sold my engagement ring. My I've made it diamond. My I've made it, done it. I had I had to sell it because I had no longer made it. And that money helped me manage for a bit longer. I I couldn't even tell you what that money was spent on or what bills I paid with the money. You know, maybe it was school fees or rent or groceries and bills. Like I, I'm really not sure. I was definitely scraping by at this point. So that money coming in just went out as quickly. It wasn't in order to buy something else. The loss of my eternity ring that I mentioned, that's a whole other super sad story. Perhaps not for today. I'm not even sure that I can revisit that one today. It was, but it's super sad. Instead, let me come back to this idea of stuff. It's been nine and a half years since my marriage ended and I've spent nearly a decade working so hard to rebuild. I um, have savings again and investments, and I live a beautiful life that I'm so grateful for. I still receive no child support, and all of the financial burdens are my own. I pay the schooling and the rent and the mortgages and the upkeep and the groceries and the utilities and the holidays and the outings all myself. My children are well-clothed and well-fed. Um, I've been able to buy new artwork and other pieces that I love. I've worked hard these last 10 years. And this week, I bought myself some new diamonds, a gorgeous ring that has no attachment to another person other than myself. My, I've made it through diamonds. So I've given up my I made it diamonds and I've given myself my I made it through diamonds. So I know it's not just stuff. I know that. And I know we need to grieve the possessions and allow ourselves to let go of them in order to create space for something new to come into our lives. And some things we will always be sad about losing. But I also know that sometimes the upgrade is even better than the original piece. And I really want that for you. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. 
I look forward to connecting with you there.